we need to install more more hope into people that <clears throat> you know and how do you do that well you got to use your voice and you got to talk you got to talk about the tough stuff stuff that people don't want to talk about right and my experience is is when i do talk about the t- tough stuff the only thing that happens is is you know i get incredible feedback that's it that was theo flurry and i'm brad and this is beyond the big red truck podcast so much for joining me this is a special episode for two reasons one it's episode 10 i can't believe that we're already at episode 10 i've had almost 600 downloads of the podcast that doesn't even count people who just listen to part of it or you know uh they don't download it they just listen to it so i'm super excited about that i'm so grateful that you know hopefully this podcast is maybe helping even just one person here or there, or or maybe raise some awareness or, you know, whatever it's doing to help people. I'm just so grateful for the fact that I get to do this and share these stories. It's so inspiring to me and hopefully it is to you. And what's even more inspiring is that I had an amazing conversation today with a new friend of mine, a super amazing human, and his name is Theo Fleury. And you probably remember Theo for his time on the ice, uh, playing in the NHL, NHL superstar, Stanley Cup champion, Olympic gold medal champion, with and various other NHL awards. And not to discredit any of that, because the fact that he was able to accomplish what he accomplished while experiencing all the pain and trauma he was during that time is absolutely unbelievable. And Theo wrote a book on that experience and the experience that he had uh, growing up and and everything related to his NHL career and the trauma that he experienced in playing with fire. And he's written a second book called Conversations with a Rattlesnake. So you should check out Theo's books wherever you get your books, Amazon or wherever you get your book. And in this conversation with Theo... We don't really talk about hockey. We talk a little bit about hockey, but more it's about people and our experiences and the trauma that we experience and the way that we heal. And me and Theo really connected in the way that we healed because both of us approach healing from a holistic sense. And we talk about that and we talk about Theo's life and what he's doing now and his motivational speaking and his workshops and his one-on-one coaching sessions and he's just doing some amazing stuff so I really hope you will listen to the entire podcast because I think it's going to inspire you and if you do need to talk to somebody please do that and it's okay, and and we talk about all that stuff too, and and Theo's Me Too uh, hashtag, and what that means to him, and how that happened, and yeah, it's just truly inspirational. So let's get right into it, and here's my conversation with the amazing human Theo Fleury. Enjoy. Hey Theo, it's Brad Robinson. Hey. Hi Brad. How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Good. 
Thank you again. Uh, thanks for taking the time, mm-hmm. man. Uh, uh, I truly am grateful for it, and uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully, we can talk about some pretty, pretty uh, inspiring stuff for sure. Cool. I guess really after after hockey and after when you were when you were still or sorry you were playing with the flames you came back in 09 and mm-hmm. uh and were you were you writing the book at that time like had you already started writing yep. the book when you yeah, were, the book when was you... book was finished oh the book was finished okay yeah yeah and so how did i guess you know how did how did life for you change after writing the book? Like how did it kind of start, you know, so you, you played hockey, you were with, you know, you, you tried your comeback, you played a few games and then, and then when that's over and you, you know, you're, you're, you said you were proud to retire as a flame. And then from there, mm-hmm. what kind of, how, how did it kind of take shape after that? I guess that's kind of one of the things. Well, I like basically, to basically a month after the comeback is when the book came out. So, right. um, and you know, really, you know, the focus, uh, became sort of, uh, you know, everybody grasped onto the, uh, you know, the sexual abuse in my story. Right. And so I sort of became this poster boy for sexual abuse, which, you know, I didn't want to happen, Right. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. it, but it, but it, but it, you know, it happened that way. Right. But, um, well, re- what really happened is, you know, I truly found the true purpose for my life, right. uh, you know, writing the book and, you know, I got completely run over by people, uh, as soon as the book came out. And as soon as I went on the book tour, because people were, you know, emailing me and private messaging me on social media. And, I, you know, I'd be walking down the street and people would be coming up to me and telling me their story. And so, um, you know, like I said, uh, we we got run over and uh, it was something that was I was unprepared for. Um and, uh, but we sort of managed to, you know, navigate our way through, um, you know, all these people and tried to, you know, help in any way that we could. And, and, uh, and, but, you know, like I said, I think the whole process of, you know, writing the book, you know, was that I found my true purpose in life and that was to help people who had, uh, you know, similar experiences such as my, such as myself. Right. But as we sort of went on, uh, you know, it became very clear to me that, um, that trauma in general was always the underlying factor in every single mental illness or, label PTSD or schizophrenia or bipolar disorder or, you know, personality disorder or whatever it was, you know, trauma was always the underlying factor in all, you know, of these afflictions. Right. Right. And, and so instead of, you know, focusing on sexual abuse, which I did at the beginning, 
you know, we made a, a huge shift into, you know, just calling it trauma in general. And, and, uh, and, and a lot of people to this day don't understand that, you know, trauma is the underlying piece in all of this, right. you know, because they don't fully, uh, you know, people need to think that their trauma is like, you know, sexual abuse or, you know, I had to cut a dead body down right. that was hanging from the ceiling or, you know, people think that that's what trauma is. Well, it's not, you know, yeah. uh, trauma is something as subtle as, you know, my parents were divorced early on in my childhood. They don't think that that, right. that is trauma. Right. right? And, and so, you know, we've really had to educate people on really what trauma is. Yeah, no, I'm... and how it and how it affects, you know, all of us. Yeah, no, I, I, I 100% agree, man. And, you know, um, there's an author, I don't know if you're familiar with him, but uh, I've been reading his book for a long time. It's just I'm trying to finish it off here. But his name's uh, Gabor Mate. He's a doctor yeah, from Vancouver. Yeah. Do you know Gabor? Yeah, or, he wrote the forward. He wrote the forward to our second book, Conversations with a Rattlesnake. Okay, right. Yeah, I was going to talk to you about that yeah. too. But uh, his book, mm -hmm. the the Hidden Cause of Stress, I think it's called the Hidden Cause of Stress, and um, when the body says no, and you know his whole. Yeah. I mean, I just I love his stuff, man. When he talks about how you know everything that he talks about all even even all his you know all the diseases right that um yeah that he yeah. talks about it it's all, all it's all it's all it's all connected yeah everything and but but like i said the underlying factor in all of this is trauma and right. so if you don't deal if you don't deal with your trauma experience you know you're going to be uh spiritually physically emotionally uh challenged yeah. for the rest of your life if you don't deal with your trauma history yeah. fully and, right and then your experiences you know from what i've learned too is you know your experiences in life are now changing the way that you that you react to different situations in your life so it's just going to keep snowballing unless you find out those root causes. And, you know, like you said, it could be something as what someone might think as subtle as your parents being divorced. It starts shaping the way you live your life for the rest of your life and, and that traumatic experience. Right. So, yeah, I yep. totally I 100 percent get that, man, that. You know, it's, it's and and then if you you know if you break it down even to a simpler form, is you know, I would say, and and I'm talking about myself when I'm saying this, yeah. is that you know I never had a relationship with myself ever, right. ever in the history of my life that I ever have a relationship where I felt safe, where I felt comfortable in my own skin, you know. I basically ran away from myself. Right. And so the journey back to some sort of normalcy is, 
you know, you need to have a relationship with yourself. Right. In all aspects. Yeah, 100%. And, and, and to me, that's what true spirituality is. Yeah. Is relationship. It's not, it's not the white bearded guy in the sky. Yeah. Like we've been taught or told or, you know, demanded or commanded to do. You know, it's, it's, it's as simple as, you know what, I need to forgive myself. I need to love myself. I need to have humility. And then I need to have compassion for all. Right. And that process right there rewires all of your past trauma history in your brain. Right. And however you do it, it doesn't really matter. But, you know, those four things, you know, have to become part of, you know, the rewiring process of past trauma history. Right. Yeah, I, I uh, you know, again, you're, it sounds like, you know, we've had very similar experiences as far as the trauma, not the, the situation, but the trauma and the healing, um, you know, and uh, accepting, you know, one of the things that, that happened for me is, you know, really trying to get over and, and really see how, like, I couldn't understand the concept of loving myself. Like I thought I did, but mm -hmm. truly loving right. yourself and then accepting, yeah. accepting me for being me, like accepting who mm -hmm. I am was really mm -hmm. hard for me to wrap my head around. And, you know, I, I, I did lots. I, I, you know, I, I'm not sure what type of, you know, how you started out or, you know, I just, I kind of started out by learning how to do some mindfulness and meditation and then, you know, really learning, uh, about, uh, you know, uh, meditation, like, and not using, not, um, uh, guided meditations, but actually spiritual, you know, from within kind of stuff and, and accepting me for being me and accepting responsibility for your life. And it's just, honestly, I, I had lost so much compassion doing my job, mm -hmm. you know, trying to turn it off, going to work and then turn it back on when you come home. And it's just, you know, over time and the repeated yeah. traumas and all that, like your body, it was confused and I had no compassion. So those things for me, like, especially man, getting that compassion back, I am so yeah. happy that I have that compassion back because it's changed every relationship in my life, especially the one with myself. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, so, well, many... and that's, and, and that you said the key word that, that not a lot of people talk about and that's relationship. Right. You know, we, you know, we were put on this earth to, suffer in silence. We were put on this earth to be in relationship with one another. Okay. Right. And so the common denominator here is trauma, right? Yeah. And you know, most people who don't know they have trauma, I break it down very simple for them. I say, if you have parents, you've experienced trauma in your life. So that's all of us. Yeah. Okay. And I know that people say, oh, I had a great childhood and, you know, and great parents and all that. And I'm like, well, why are you, why are you so drunk right now that you are slurring your words? Mm -hmm. 
you're using alcohol to numb some sort of, you know, trauma. Yeah. Right? Or, you know, why are you smoking a joint every day? You know, if you had this incredible childhood. Right. You know what I mean? Trying to escape something. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, trauma is the string which binds us all together as human beings because trauma is everywhere. Right. You know, watch the watch watch CNN or Fox News or MSNBC. Watch that for ten minutes and tell me you're not traumatized yeah. by what's going on in the world. You know, yeah. and then the brain, you know, the brain doesn't decipher between physical and emotional pain. Right. All it knows is it's pain. That's it. Right. Yeah. So. So, <laughs> you know. It's, uh, no, you I... know, it's why, it's why, you know, people seek outside sources, right. right? Some people try the medication route, doesn't work. Yeah. Because you're giving people synthetic brain chemistry, you know, whether that's dopamine, serotonin, GABA, you know, adrenaline, you're giving them a synthetic version of that. Right. Well, if you're a person who has too much dopamine and you get put on a medication that, you know, is dopamine, well, you're going to be screwed up. Yeah. Right? And unless you sit in an MRI machine and they actually get a, a an image of what's going on in your brain, you know, we shouldn't be prescribing synthetic medication to people unless we know exactly what their brains are lacking. Yeah. Right. You know, no, and I, so, yeah, I, and so I love the fact that you have taken a holistic approach to your healing. Yeah. Because, you know, that's the only thing that's worked for me. Yeah. Is, is, you know, breathing, meditation, you know, spirituality, you know, all of these things that, that, you know, are looked at, you know, there's more stigma around holistic healing than anything else. Yeah. Right. And so not accepted. Yeah. And because, and so because big pharma owns mental health, cancer, diabetes, you name it. Big pharma owns all that. Right. Yeah. So they've sent a message out there to the masses that this is the only thing that works for this. Yeah. Well, guess what? What I what I've been taught and what I've learned is that you know, there used to be a theory that all of our brain chemistry was produced in our brain. Well, that it, it's not produced in the brain. It's produced in the gut through our food. And then once it's digested, those chemicals get sent up to the brain, not vice versa. Right. And so if we heal the gut, we heal our mental health. (laughs) Oh, no, I'm, I'm only laughing, man, because you're probably one of the first people that I've talked to who is like, I feel like some, like I'm almost talking to myself (laughs) because Mm -hmm. I believe all of that stuff that you're saying, especially all the research that I've done and, all the stuff that I, you know, believe about the body and, and, and 
and disease and you know the i mean uh, it's just it's for me too it was as simple as like i i did some uh, traditional chinese medicine stuff because i just couldn't find like i was i i had um extremely low vitamin b12 i had anemia so extremely low vitamin b12 and uh you know a couple other things going on in my gut in that and and nothing was kind of helping so i went and did some traditional chinese medicine they gave me some herbs and that and Mm -hmm. and honestly man within three weeks like and i was i had in you know i had stomach cramps and you know, yeah. and I was eating what I thought was, you know, healthy. I was very clean, but I was still eating some things that were bothering me, but it was never going to change unless I fixed what was going on in my gut. And yeah. honestly, I, I've never felt better. Like my anemia's subsided. My B12 levels are back up. I've had to take some, uh, you know, I get a B12 shot every uh, month just and while I was going through that stuff, but and uh so i i just uh you're just speaking my language man it's just crazy mm-hmm. and i i can't believe that it's just not something that's normal and we don't look at it that way but like you said with the big pharma and everybody wanting you know it's it's about oh if, if we prescribe this for this then you know we're just we're putting a band-aid on it and then you know people want more of it and that's how they make their money and unfortunately <laughs> exactly. You know, that's, it's just so sad that it's that way. Cause we're not really healing people, man. We're, we're, we're putting band-aids on and we're walking around like a bunch of zombies. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, so big pharma owns mental health and we have the highest suicide rates in the history of mankind. Yeah. So what does that tell you? Yeah. Maybe, maybe we might, we might want to take a different approach to mental health. Than giving people synthetic brain chemistry. Yeah. We're not dealing with you the know? problem. We're not dealing no. with the source. We're like, and again, no. like what I was talking about before the foundational uh, stuff, we're not, we're not fixing that foundation. We're just no. putting a bandaid on it. And no. it, did you, so uh, did you notice then like with your Crohn's, did you notice a change or did you clear it up or did you, you know, how, how did, like, was your Crohn's? Well, I, I'm, I'm in the process of doing exactly what you just talked about. Okay. You know, I finally, uh, you know, uh, I reached out to a, a naturopath and said, Hey, I'm not, I'm not feeling well. You know, my gut's bloated all the time. I feel like crap. You know, I'm not, you know, the food that I'm eating is not nourishing my body. It's not repairing my body. And so I had my poop examined. I had my pee examined and got the results back. And uh, I'm in week two of, you know, doing what you're doing. Yeah. All, all, the B vit- all the B vitamins, um, you know, switching to uh, a very... Uh, uh, vegetable-based diet, yeah, you know, diet, with some yeah. protein, yeah. with some with some protein and stuff, and you know, I'm actually for probably the first time today, am actually feeling normal. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, so. yeah, 
Yeah. That's amazing too. You know, like there's a lot of talk about uh, food right now. I, or I'm noticing a lot just about, you know, the different diets mm-hmm. and the, the keto diet yeah. and the, the paleo diet and, you know, the, mm-hmm. the high fat diet and the protein diet and all these different things. And, you know, so I've, I've tried a lot on my fitness kind of health journey along the way try just try different things as you know oh this can burn fat and this can do that and you know and i, I, I yeah like i don't need to burn any fat personally but no i'm no. i'm like no you know what you, you just need to find what works for you totally. whatever makes me feel better yeah that's good enough yeah you know yeah. i don't need to look like you know Anything. I, I just want to be healthy. Well, you gotta, I don't you, care. You look like Theo, man. That's what you got to look like, right? <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. And I got to be. And I got to be okay. Yeah. You know, if I have a little bit of, you know, a little bit of a gut, or you know, whatever, it doesn't matter. As long as I feel well every day, that's all that matters. Yeah. Because I know how I know how awful it feels to not feel well. Right. Right. And well, and, and those and things only happen because and because we've been taught there's a quick fix for everything, you know? Yeah. And I'm guilty of it myself. Yeah. You know, every little fad or everything oh. that comes out there. I've tried it. Of course. Right. Cause I, cause I want to feel better. Yeah. But the only thing that's worked for me is like I said, for the first time in my life, I'm having a relationship with myself. I'm in tuned to my body. I'm in tuned to what I put in my body, all that stuff, right? Yeah. And and that's really what it comes down to is, you know, a personal journey of self, right? Yeah, and, and that only happens, like you said, when you have a relationship with yourself and you accept you for being you. Like I, it's like, you know, I know this is sound, this sounds goofy, but like I I bought this t-shirt with Popeye on it because it said, I am what I am. And you know, that's Mm -hmm. because that's, you know, you, that's all you can be. How can you be something else? And when you are something else, you're not living a fulfilled life, you know? And, uh, so yeah, it's like Well, you're living the life everybody else wants you to live for right. them. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah, for sure. You know? What they think you should be. So, yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. how even how you should act. Yeah. Even how you should act or what you should say or you know what I mean? It's like it's, it's crazy. Yeah, for sure. Crazy man. world, crazy world we live in. Yeah, I know. It's it's well, and you know what is if we can, uh, you know, I'm going to be one of the people who helps make a change and you're, you're being the, you know, you're massively out there making changes and, you know, um, you know, as long as we have people that are doing those things, you know, that's all we can do and try and, you know, it's not like it's, it's not, uh, witch doctory or anything, you know, it's just, this is, this is the way that you know, this, uh, we can help people in that, the way that it works. Well, it, it ain't rocket science. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, sure. you know, sort of basic, well, how we used to live before, you know, yeah. 
technology started moving faster than we can catch up to it. Right. Right. You know, so. Yeah. Right on. So, you know, um, and, and I was, and I was going to tell you, yeah. you know, that all the research that I've done on gut health is that, you know, there's so many antibiotics in our food that it's causing us to have all of these stomach issues, Yeah, you know? And so if you can, you know, find food or, you know, even pesticides, you yeah. know, affect, affect the gut. Yeah. And so, you know, if you can move away from, you know, eating foods that have antibiotics or eating foods that have been sprayed, I guarantee you just by doing that alone, your mental health will improve greatly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. And, uh, you know, we just, uh, I think too, nowadays we're so, we live such a fast paced life and, you know, people think that taking time for themselves is selfish, but to me it's a hundred percent necessary and it, all it does is enhance everything else in your life and all your other relationships and everything else. When you take that time for yourself, it, but it's hard for people to wrap their head around because, you know, oh, we got to do this. We got to be here. We got to do that. You got to cut the grass. Yeah. Got to well, wash my car. Got to go to work. Got to take the kids to sports. Got to do all this stuff. But if you don't take that time to step back, take that time for yourself to make yourself better for yourself, but make yourself better for everyone else too, then, yeah. you know, uh, that's where we start to uh, see things spiral mm -hmm. out of control, I think, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. No question. So if if I'm if I'm not good, I'm no good for anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's pretty pretty basic and simple stuff when you, you know when you really think about it. Yeah, but, for sure, man. You know. We we get all of these mixed messages from, you know, TV and internet and all this stuff that we you know we need to do this we need to do that no no we just need to simplify it that's it you know yeah i i totally agree man so on your uh you're uh you're out there speaking you're out there doing talks you're doing you know all these you're you're walking the talk and uh so can you just explain a little bit about what uh, Me Too is? So we got, I'm on, sure. yeah, just uh, theoflurry.life. Mm -hmm. That's your website. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's just, you got some great stuff on here, man. And you're, you're doing workshops and one-on-one -on -one coaching and, uh, you know, a bunch of other things. And so the Me Too uh, story, what's, what's that about? Well, Basically, it happened at the first book signing. Right. Okay? So when I retired from hockey, all I had was a grade 12 diploma from Vanier Collegiate in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Okay. Right. And I didn't have a plan A or plan B, C, D, E, F, G. I didn't have a plan. And I had more than half my life left to live, and I had no clue what that looked like. Right. Okay. Because I'd spent my whole entire life wanting to be an NHL hockey player. Yeah. Thinking that I would do that for the rest of my life. Right. Right? Yeah. For sure. Why wouldn't you? Well, you know, when you retire from the game, it's over. 
Right. Like it's over. You know, there's no more meetings. Oh, I don't have to be at practice. I don't have to be on a plane. You know, all this stuff, it's gone. Right. Right. So your structure, your structure that you've known for the majority of your life is gone. Right. So, you know, and I, and I really just wanted to write the book to put everything on paper, <clears throat> take one last look at it, put it, put it in its rightful place, which was the past. Right. Well, so I show up at the first book signing in Toronto with little or no expectations that anybody was going to read this book. Okay. Yeah. I thought I'll sign 10 books, go to the next city, sign 10 books, you know, so on and so forth. Well, I show up at this book signing at the biggest Indigo chapter store in Canada in downtown Toronto. And I walk through the front door of the store and there's 400 people standing in line with my book. Yeah. Wow. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, what the, you know, yeah. what the fuck are all these people doing here? Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is weird, yeah. you know? And so I start signing books out of the corner of my eye, spot a guy in line and he's got my book clutched against his chest and his face is buried in the floor and he's walking really slow and his sweats were ripped. His t-shirt was dirty. His hair was greasy. And I was like, man, that guy's homeless. Yeah. And he's got my book and he's got my book. So I follow him all the way in the line. He gets to the front of the line, puts the book on the table, looks me in the eye and says, me too. Me too. Oh man. Now, you remember how, remember how I said I didn't know what the rest of my life looked like? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, in two simple words, that guy showed me right. what the rest of my life was going to look like, right? Wow. And as much as he needed to say it, guess what? I, I needed to hear that. Right. Right? Because I, I took a leap of faith, right. told my story going, I, I don't know what's, what's going to happen. Right. Right? You know? So, you know, that... That was it right there that I realized, I realized that by finding my own voice and putting words and a voice to my pain and suffering that I could inspire other people to do the same. Right. And that's exactly what's happened. Right. You know, it is, that's amazing, man. You know, there's, there's, there's so much power in two simple words. Right. Right. You know, and it doesn't matter what it is, you know, mine just happened to be, you know, sexual abuse, Right. you know, for you, it's, I'm a firefighter. Yeah. I've had trauma. I've experienced trauma. I've watched trauma. I've seen trauma. Well, guess what? You know, I would say that first responders are probably the most traumatized people on the planet because of what they see right. every day. Right. Right. So by you finding the courage, and I say courage, courage, because that's what this is. Right. This is all about courage. This is, has nothing to do with weakness. 
yeah. is part of the stigma attached to, you know, any of this stuff. Yeah. Right. And so we need to flip that around yeah. and say, no, this is courage, courage personified, courage, yeah. courage at the highest level, courage yeah. at the highest level. Yeah. Right? And, you know, and, that, I, and that's what this is all about. Yeah. For sure. And I mean, like you said too, you know, you, it does take, you, you kind of follow, you follow your heart. You just know, you know, you don't know why you're doing it, but you're just listening to yourself. You write the book and then you have your aha moment when, when that guy says me too. And then that's your whole platform, not your whole platform, but knowing that you are doing what's right. And, and, Mm -hmm. you know, and like you said, I think uh, I was listening to another podcast that you were on and, you know, you say you, you trade it all, trade everything from hockey to do what you do now, knowing what you know now and all that. Is that kind of, because, because it's not about, you know, fame and fortune and, you know, all that stuff. It's, it's, pales in comparison to the epidemic mm-hmm. that we have in the world. Right. Right. And, you know, yeah, that stuff was part of my life, but sure. it doesn't define, it doesn't define who I am. Right. Right. You know, cause so many people get caught up in, you know, all of that. Right. Right. Which, yeah, I mean, and you know, it's still, it is, uh, you know, it is amazing what you accomplished, regardless of the fact that it was hockey, it could have been anything, but the fact that you accomplished what you accomplished while you were going through internally what you were going through, and, you know, a lot of it was probably buried up in the vault, right, and until you just couldn't take it anymore, but, I mean, it is truly amazing and and that's what i tell people too is like you know we 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 talk about resilience and and i when i was at this uh i was at a retreat for firefighters and we were talking about um where you know it was a four-day retreat and we all you know told our deepest darkest stories and really bonded and all that kind of stuff and and then at the end you know everybody they kept talking about resilience. And I just said to the guys, I'm like, man, everybody here is already resilient. That's why we're here. And that's exactly what that indicates, you know, your, what you were able to accomplish in hockey while experiencing all that trauma, while holding it all in. And, you know, some, most of the time making it seem like everything was okay is, is freaking so resilient that i mean that's the epitome of resilience and we're you know sometimes i think we seek resilience and i sometimes think we need to acknowledge how how resilient we already are as humans because we're still here and we're yeah going through the stuff right so yeah that's that's amazing man like honestly i I just Mm -hmm. uh i I can't even imagine i I always say there's no such word in the english language as impossible right it's only only possible right right so you know and we need to install more 
more more hope right into people that <clears throat> you know and how do you do that well you got to use your voice yeah and you got to talk you got to talk about you know the tough stuff right stuff that people don't want to talk about right yeah and my experience is it is when i do talk about the t- tough stuff the only thing that happens is is you know i get incredible feedback right that's it oh yeah. so yeah and I, I think too when you do your healing you know uh what i've noticed and i don't know if it's the same for you but now that i've come out and i'm like open about it i'm on in social media i'm doing the podcast i'm you know trying to make things better for myself because i got to find out figure out something to do for the rest of my life now too because i can't do what i thought i was going to do and so I'm right. just doing all this stuff, right? And and mm-hmm. uh, and and now that I've talked about it and it's out there, and you know, I did get some reaction from about it, but it's just normal. Like, and again, yeah. once you once you love yourself, learn to love yourself, and trust yourself, and accept yourself for who you are. Now, me talking about it, like some people, it's hard for me to understand now that that I would never talk about it before because it's just, I just talk about it like it's normal. And that's what I, my thing is for people is I want to help people make this normal. You know, it's not, it's not a normal experience, but we can talk about it as normal. Like I'm not saying those things that we experience are normal things because they're not normal, but we can make it normal by talking about it. Well, I, I, I would say that more people have mental health issues than not. Yeah. So, so it is kind of normal. Yeah. It, it totally <laughs> You know is. what I mean? You know, and that's what I always tell people. You're not in the minority. Yeah. You're not in the minority. You're in the majority. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You absolutely. know, and so, and so, but you know, what you're really talking about is, uh, you know, I used to think of all the things that happened to me as a burden, right? Yeah. You know? Geez, if this didn't happen, boy, this might have happened. Or if that didn't happen, this might have happened. But you know what? I, I, I see it totally differently now. Yeah. I see the gifts that I've gotten from being in pain and suffering. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's exactly what you're talking about is... Is you found the gift, yeah, and the gifts in your pain and suffering, and now the compassion piece has kicked in for you, right? Which means I need to help. Yeah, I want to help. I have to. I have to help. Yeah, right. And it was the same for me. Yeah, you know, as soon as that guy came up at that book signing, I knew right then and there what the rest of my life was going to look like. Right. Yeah. And that's, so it's amazing, man. I love it. I love and, when the, you, and, you know, and when you're finally in tuned to yourself, instead of running away, you see those things. Yeah. Right. You know, you get those lessons that have been perpetuated over your lifetime because they, They'll just keep being presented in front of you until you get it. Right. Right. But 
when you're in a relationship with yourself, you're now living in the present. Yeah. You're not living in the past. You're not living in the future. You're living in the now. Yeah. And when you live in the now is when you see all these lessons. Yeah. And yeah, it's the only right? time which you can. Medis- which, which meditation teaches us and breathing teaches us. And, you know, all these holistic practices, they teach us. Right. How to be present. Right. So do you... if we're not present, if we're not present, we can't help people. Right. If we're not present. Yeah, because well, also if you're if you're not in the present, or if you're if you're you know living in the past, it's where depression sits, and if you're living in the future, that's where anxiety sits. So <laughs> yeah, if you're exactly if you you can't be focusing on helping people if you're living in either of those spots. You know, yep. it's, it's pretty much impossible. So do you, do you have a daily routine or anything or like something that you kind of follow as far as, you know, with your I healing? I do something, or... I do something every day for my recovery. Right. And that could be anything, anything, you know, like I'm a big golfer. Yeah. Okay. And to me, golf is my meditation. Right. And so I play golf as much as I can nice. because it keeps me focused, keeps me in the present and I'm outside, you know? Yeah. So no, it's, great. It. it's probably, uh, mm-hmm. maybe it's helped your golf game too with, uh, I don't know your golf game, but I'm just saying, you know, if you're living in the present, uh, maybe you can concentrate on each shot. Uh, separately as opposed to you know thinking about your last shot right i mean it helps in in life and in sports and i try and teach the Mm -hmm. kids that i when i i'm coaching baseball and you know it's super important to me to all these things that i've learned i'm trying to instill in these kids right slowly but i mean they're 12 year old kids so they they're starting to get exposed to things right so yeah, I mean, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's uh, sure. it transfers into everything, man. Sports, life, yeah. everything. Well, and and you know, most people I talk to have mental illness. They say I can't, I can't stop my mind from racing. Right. And I'm like, you know what? I can actually think about one thing at a time. Yeah. Which shows me that I I'm doing the work. Yeah. Right. Is when you can shut your mind down, you know, yeah. there's half the battle. Yeah, and you probably only do the things that are important to you and essential too, right? You're not you're not yeah. trying to you're not trying to please everybody and fit fifty things into your day when you know you're only gonna get five things done. You know, yeah. it only leads to disappointment, right? So Exactly. You didn't... Well you're setting your you're setting yourself up. Right. For you know you know, that's another thing that trauma teaches us, right? right? Trauma, trauma teaches us four things that become the core values of who we are, okay? Yeah. First thing it teaches us is abandonment and neglect, Yeah. okay? Second thing, I'm not good enough, okay? Yeah. Third, I'm not lovable. And then the fourth thing, which is... Our Oxycontin users, our fentanyl users, our people that commit suicide is, do I even exist in the world? Right. 
And so those four things become our core values. Right. And we struggle in relationship because we think we're going to be abandoned. Or it doesn't matter what I do, what do I, what do I accomplish, whatever, I don't feel good enough. Right. So, you know, so that... So what we talked about, self-forgiveness, self-love, humility, compassion, all those things rewire all those things that trauma teaches us. Right. Yeah, no, I, I agree, man. I, I, I'm loving this conversation because we're, you know, I feel like we're speaking the same language. So we've been through some stuff and, you know, it sounds like a lot of our healing has been done in similar you know, a similar sense, a holistic approach. And I know you said it, but I, you know, for me, the holistic approach is, is the only thing, I mean, the only thing that makes sense. And, uh, yeah, I love that, man. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, it's just been, it's been great talking to you. And, uh, I, uh, have you, have you, have you you ever heard of the process of EMDR? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I've, and to me, to me, that process saved my life. Right. It wasn't one-on-one therapy with a psychologist. It was with an EMDR specialist right. that completely changed my life. Uh, got rid of my uh, PTSD, and yeah. you know. And so, you know, when I need a tune-up, <clears throat> I don't go see the psychologist. I go see my EMDR therapist. Right. No, that, no, I I try. I was in an EMDR uh, for for a while as well, and that you know, I just I think each step along the way for me has helped me. When I was finished, kind of my EMDR for the trauma, that's when I started the other, uh, you mm-hmm. know, that mental strength training. And again, what I loved about the mental strength training was that you know it it, it is it is one on one, but it's also he, it was about me doing the healing myself. He can give me the tools, but right. I have, mm-hmm. I had like almost kind of quote unquote homework. And until I yeah. did my work, I didn't yeah. go back because there was nothing to work on. So that's what I love right. too, is that yourself, mm-hmm. you're doing it yourself. And so there's a, there's mm-hmm. a, even more of a sense of accomplishment, right? When you're, uh, yeah. Well, and in in in, in 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 essence, that's what you know the field of psychology is. Right. Is you have a guide that teaches you how to figure stuff out on your own. Right. But the problem is, is that in order for any type of therapy to work, you have got to participate which means the want, you know? Right. And I don't think there's enough people that want the want. Yes. That want to do the work. And acknowledge. Right. And acknowledge the fact mm-hmm. that maybe they are hurt or, or you know, broken mm-hmm. a bit or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. They don't want to acknowledge that. Yeah. So. Well, because seeking help is considered weakness. Right. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, man. Well, I uh, again, I truly appreciate you taking the time 
to talk and uh how do how do people get a hold of you if they want to uh uh like your website and in that or yeah i know you got yep. some social feel media feel feel flurry 14.life um or theoflurry.life sorry yeah uh i'm on all social media facebook twitter instagram linkedin uh yeah right so, on yep cool man how's uh just a side note how's the is the country music still happening or oh yeah yeah you're yep. still playing good yeah, we're, awesome man we're uh we're in the process of writing a second album right now so oh cool yeah, it was, uh, which is another which is another way to heal. Yeah, is, you know, writing and performing and all that stuff. So it's good. Yeah, no, I I agree. I I play the drums, so I I got a we got a bunch of instruments downstairs. So I'll just go downstairs, and I need even if it's fifteen minutes, I put the headphones on. It's a, I mean, I have an electronic kit now because I can't bang away in my house with everybody in here. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I love it, man. Like turn on some tunes and just. It honestly, Walk 15 out. minutes and it's just, I'm done. I'm good. Like, I'm, you know, yeah. uh, back yeah. in the, back in the present or whatever. So anyways, That's I, awesome. I, I hear you with that, but, uh, are you, uh, so I'm in Vancouver. Are you, you guys, you guys come out here just, uh, do you bring like any of your conferences out in different places or just when people request it or how does that work? Yeah, people request it. I'll be out in Vancouver. Uh, I'm going to do TEDx Vancouver uh, this year in September. So I'll oh. be out in Vancouver then. So Awesome, man. I'd love to uh, hook up with you and just uh, have another chat. That was uh, so interesting talking to people that, you know, I just uh, I love what you're doing and you know, I'm trying to do similar things. And so the more people we can get that are doing this, I, uh, you know, I think we're, we're really doing stuff, even if we don't always know that it's helping. I think, you know, even this podcast, if it, if it, one person hears it and decides to make some changes and do things a little bit differently, then I'm happy, man. Like, honestly, I, that's it. I got, you know, I'm just starting out, but I, you know, I've interviewed some amazing people. One one person at a time. Yeah. That's it. Now, uh, I belong to a global mental health group called We're All a Little Crazy dot org. Okay. Out of uh, New York. Yeah. You should uh, you should reach out to the founder. His name is Eric Hewson. Okay. And we would probably we, he would probably love to have you uh, as one of our global ambas- global ambassadors. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll- yeah, yeah, it's we're, an awesome group. We're all a little crazy. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I like it. And instead of and instead of me too, we say same here. Okay. I'm yeah. just writing this down here. Awesome, man. I am definitely. I'm going to do that as soon as uh, we get off the phone here and uh, check it out because, uh, yeah, I, I'd love to get involved in more stuff. And like I said, I'm just kind of uh doing i'm loving the podcast right now just you know and i i don't you know i'm just i'm just learning so um mm-hmm. you know i'm not trained in any way but honestly i know i'm doing the right thing and i'm getting better at it every time so you know or at least i think i am anyways <laughs> i don't know if anyone else does but hey you're talking about a global mental or global 
epidemic. Yeah. So however you do it is however you do it, as long as we're talking about it. So. All right, man. Well. Okay, buddy. I'm good. You good? I'm good. Okay. Well, uh, have a great day. And, um, yeah, thanks again for, for taking the time out of your day. I'm truly grateful, man. And, uh, yeah, have a good one. You too, man. Okay. We'll, uh, we'll catch up soon. Okay. Thanks, Theo. Okay, bud. Yeah. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. That was awesome. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you, Theo, for taking the time out of your day to just have this conversation and and, you know, we try and just have a real conversation about resilience and overcoming obstacles and healing and trauma and just trying to make it as normal as possible and, and let people know that it is normal. And so many people are being affected by mental health issues and trauma and that there are different ways to heal and everybody has to do what's best for them. So we just talk about what worked for us. And, you know, for me and Theo, we use the holistic approach and that worked for us. And whatever it is for you, if it works, do it. Because we just want everybody to be healthy and happy and live a fulfilled, purposeful life. So check out Theo's website, theoflurry.life, T-H-E-O-F-L-E-U-R-Y.life. And it tells you all about what he's doing, his workshops, his The Power of Me Too, uh, his one-on-one coaching, and his media and his social media. You can check him out on all, all the all the social media outlets. And if you need some help, it's okay to ask for it. It's okay to talk about it. And that's all we really want people to understand is trying to raise some awareness and some real, true resources to help you get through what you got to get through. Because we're all in this together. We're all on this planet together. We're all humans. So let's work together and help each other out. All right? So I really, again, am truly grateful that you listen to this podcast. I can't wait for the next one. Got some great, amazing people, some great, amazing humans coming up on the podcast. And uh, yeah, that's it. I'm out of here. Time to go. Remember, be awesome today. And I'm Brad. And this is Beyond the Big Red Truck Podcast.